great day, everybody. It's the Fundamism Podcast, quarantine style. You know the deal. I'm your host, Paul J. Long, and uh, I'm excited for today's guest. Before we uh, we introduce him, or rather reintroduce him, uh, just shout out to our sponsor, uh, who's been with us from day one. But um, what I'm mainly excited about in partnership with Charlie Hustle is that we have that shirt now featured on our fun shop, and uh, our esteemed guest today has helped me clean up the fun shop magnificently. So there's silicone rings, there's the What's Good Fundamism and Charlie Hustle shirt, there's the new workbook that just dropped, uh, as well as the Fundamism book. So if you're looking to add more fun to your life, each item was specifically designed to help create or facilitate moments of fun. Go to pauljlong.com to learn more. So. As you know, FUN is an acronym. The F is foundation. The U, understanding others' perspectives. The N is next steps. And one thing that I really thoroughly enjoy is uh, learning about other people's perspective on life. And right now, many individuals out there have one. Um, No better or more entertaining than the gentleman that we have on today's podcast, Mr. Larry Perez. Larry Perez, welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Entertaining, huh? <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. I like that. I'm so excited. You know, my wife, I told you this, Melissa has been saying, when are you going to get Larry on here to talk about quarantine life? His ideas and opinion are absolutely fascinating. Quentin Quarantino right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, tell me that was uh, I wrote that one down. You had that ready to go. I did have it ready to go. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't come up with that, but damn, I sure like it. That's how I feel, you know. Kind of like I'm I'm in one of those Quentin Quarantino movies <laughs> at least for the last like 45 days or so. You know, it does feel that way. It's like the Twilight Zone, and uh, as you know, because we've talked about it a lot, I've had to kind of you know navigate this particular space uh, a lot differently than normal. You know, they've canceled events. Uh, postponed or rescheduled, and, and I'm hearing uh, through 2020 there might not be live events. You and I are both Chiefs fans, uh, and they're talking about the prospect of potentially playing in empty stadiums. Who knows whether there's truth or that uh, of that or not? But that's why I'm uh, I've asked you to come on to this this Zoom platform because we're trying to expand our digital and uh, virtual reach. And uh, I feel like what better way to start than with my guy right here that knows a little more about technology than me. It's all right. Couldn't be a better time to do, to try this out and do it, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, rewind. Um, this would have been what, December or January. So, December of last year or January of this year. Uh, you and I were discussing the release of my, my new silicone rings, right? The commitment to fun. And of course, they are being produced in China, and I got I got everything uh, ready to go, the packaging, all that stuff. We identified colors, manufacturing dates, and then radio silence. And I mean, I send email after email, nothing. Well, then I start to hear about this this uh, coronavirus, this CODIS, and uh, and I learn that the warehouse that is making these silicone rings. It's completely shut down, as is many other things, or as are many other things in China. So uh, I, I come over to the shop uh, where you are located, 
and uh, we're talking about this and you're like, Corona? What the hell is this Corona thing? <laughs> and lo and behold, like several weeks later, all of a sudden, the lady emails me out of the blue and she says, all right, uh, we're back open for business. Uh, your rings are ready to go and we're ready to ship. And you say to me, what the hell? The thing just went away? Like, what's all that about? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so fast forward, here we are in that it has come over to uh, the United States or something has. And uh, we've had many of discussions. So kind of walk me through uh, your mindset when all that stuff was going on in December and January. Well, uh, when it first came out, I, I remember I actually got uh, a new Apple product or it was an Apple, some product that I got and I opened it up and uh, it was kind of like in a little airtight thing. And then there was a little card in there. It said manufactured date and it was like one thirty or of uh, two, two, 2020. And so I thought to myself for a split second, I wonder if I got the Corona. <laughs> Right. But anyway, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that goes into all of this. I, I don't even know where to start. All I know is that my mindset is generally goes towards questioning everything so that I can at least, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say prepare myself, but I would say just, uh, maintain my, my level of sanity or, uh, you know, surround myself with things that are more important. And I, you know, and as we got into the whole quarantine thing, I started finding that I had a lot more time on my hands, uh, more than usual, which I already thought I had an abundance of time, but uh, I don't even know where to start with this, Paul. Maybe you well, should be a little more Let's specific. start with, um, so I think it's important to note that, uh, so many people out there have, I don't even want to say differing opinions, but differing perspectives, right? And, and that's the whole point of the you and fun, like exposing yourself to more. Because if you yeah. don't expose yourself to more, you have no clue what's out there. And you get so narrow-minded that you believe that everything that you see, and this is something that you teach me often, like our reality is inarguable. Like my reality is my reality. Yeah. And so, but with that, there is the ability to expand your reality. And so yeah. um, I think that one thing that you and I kind of go back and forth and man, gosh, I say this to you so much. Uh, I hope you understand that my, my questions and my, my, uh, my conversation is really geared towards a place of, of genuine interest. And, um, and I know that we get hung up on this regarding doubt um, an opinion, right? And of course, that plays a role in everything, right? right. You say something all the time about um, people wait to uh, what they say seeing is believing, but you say believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Yeah. So yeah, it's you. There are those two different perspectives. I mean, you you can you can be the person that says I I'll, I'll uh, believe it when I see it. Right. In other words, you're always on the come. You're waiting. You're, you're waiting for something to show up, but you don't really know what is going to show up. And so whatever comes into your experience, you begin to uh, have a little bit more of a belief system about that particular thing. Um, and I always felt like, you know, when you go through life like that, it's kind of like you're not really creating your own reality. 
And, and we all have that ability. We all have that power that, that, uh, resides within us to be able to create our own reality. So my, my thinking is always, I, I will, I will, uh, see it when I believe it. Mm. And, you know, I look at the outside world out here and there's so many things going on right now. Uh, so many different ways that people are responding and reacting to this whole coronavirus thing. And, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a prime time to be able to go inside yourself and begin to start creating your own reality so that you can see what you believe, you know, cause everything out there is, is up for you to take into your belief system. I, I wouldn't, I have a hard time saying that there's any truth out there because every time I run across what I think a truth is one of the common things that I come across in those thoughts is that I only think it's a truth because, um, it's, uh, it's useful mm. at that particular time. It supports so, you or your mindset or your beliefs, right, or whatever. Right. It's useful. And that, so I'm trying to let go of what I feel like is a hardcore truth. I mean, I like have my own core belief systems that uh, operating system, if you will, but I'm trying to just let go of like what I feel like is, uh, is, is truth and just allowing more things to open up, expand, expand, whether that's my mind or my approach towards things or my approach towards myself or whatever that is. And so I mean, for me, the, this whole quarantine thing has been uh, eye-opening. I've spent the majority of the time remembering myself, like just really working on internally things that I know that need to be worked on, things that I know that I've ignored, um, things that I know have been uh, sitting there and are real great growth opportunities for myself. Um, so, you know, all in all, this whole thing for me has been a very positive thing. For sure. And, and I, I think that's important to note that there have been a lot of positive things that have come out of this. And, you know, through it all, it's very difficult sometimes to see the stuff that's working when it seems like, or at least your, perce your perception is, everything's crumbling around you. You know, yeah. unemployment is at an all-time high. Uh, people are at home. They're surrounded with... Um, individuals that they love, but they're so uncomfortable uh, in this space being around them all the time and not having their escape and the things that they do that, that typically gets them out of whatever space that people are uncomfortable, which is, of course, where growth takes place. So, you know, I think that you said, I have no idea where to start. And you, you've just picked the ideal place to start in that this concept of our truths um, is a conversation that you and, I've, you and I have had over the course of the last many years. And it's fascinating to me. And again, I think that at times uh, you feel that, uh, or maybe I, my perception is what you feel from me is doubt. But really it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a desire to understand um, in a different realm. So I understand your perspective. I understand your take. And I believe, I honestly believe that you are the most spiritually enlightened person uh, and cerebral, internal individual that I know. Um, thinking about truths, I, I believe that you 
in your heart of hearts, uh, you, you live and uh, create a truth that could really impact positively a lot of people, not just yourself, right? My struggle in all of our conversations and, and where I, I want you to expand upon for, for not just me, but for others is that you know me, I'm so driven by my heart. Like I'm so emotionally driven. At times it could be debilitating and I could, I could, I could see the way that people are, um, are interacting with others or are, uh, are uh, communicating their thoughts. And I can't get past the fact that I feel like it's coming from uh, a bully's mentality or, uh, you know, a hateful spot. So my point is, this is a very long winded way of asking the question. Everybody has their own truth, which I wholeheartedly agree. I believe that yeah. your truth is one uh, that is that is uh, built on a foundation of love and um, self-reflection and continuous self-development. There are other individuals in this world, their truths are built on hate and bigotry and, um, you know, uh, a, a challenge to whatever it is out there. So how do we, how do we coexist? How does, how does an individual like me uh, wrap my brain around the fact that their truth is their truth and that's okay? Yeah. So I think the first thing that I've discovered, I can't speak for you, but for myself, like I'm a critical person. Uh, I always have been. And so one of the things that I really struggled from is, uh, is judgment across yeah. the board. And so that's, that's really where it starts is recognizing what is inside of you that you need to improve on, that you need to fix so, so that you can be a better version of yourself, so you can help other people. So whatever the reason is, right, we all want to be a better version of ourselves as we wake up every day, start a new day. Uh, I would hope that most people would wake up thinking, what can I do today to make a difference? What, what can I do today to, to be a better version than I was yesterday? Well, so identifying what that, what some of those things are, those improvement areas. So mine uh, was judgment. I'm, you know, I've been quick to judge people along the way and it, it's never fared out very well. It's, it's either always got my, me in trouble uh, or kept me from enjoying the really good things about that person. So my approach is that I, I had that up straight up, straight away. I, I, you know, how do you work on that? I, I, I've worked on it through understanding what acceptance is. Instead of me saying, hey, you know, you're wrong, Paul. Uh, I'm right in, in a matter of discussion. I try my best to, to, uh, to understand that you are right, whether I agree with you or not. And I am right, whether you agree with me or not. It's not that we have to sit here and compromise each other's, uh, our, our own values in order for us to get along. We simply have to just sit down and, and find a way to accept the other person's perspective. Yeah. And so that's what I spend my time doing. And or I've spent a lot of my time doing, especially over the last 45 days. And uh, so acceptance, that's a really hard, that's a hard thing to, uh, that's a hard thing to work on. Sure. Because, you know, we come out of these, this, this world, I think that's why we're all like sitting right now. We're, we're going through a reset. We're being birthed into this brand new world of things. And 
they're, you know, I walk around and I can, you can see people's fears and you can see their uh, discomfort and all of these things like sitting on their shoulders at the grocery store, wherever it is you go. When your buddy tries to hug you. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I experienced that the other day. Yeah. And, uh, talking about me guys. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, your wife said that you're going to worry about that for the next three weeks. Oh, so I'm counting down the days. It's only been like two days. <laughs> right. But, uh, anyway, we, you know, we have to work on, I have to work on acceptance. So for me, that is recognizing the differences that I have with other people and at the same time, letting my craziness shine through too, because why should I really worry about what other people think? When I, you know, we kind of had this discussion yesterday in the outer world, because there's two worlds happening simultaneously here. You've got this outer world out here, which a lot of people will draw their truths from. They'll draw and say, well, that's just the way the world is. And there's an inner world that goes on simultaneously. I try my best to view things from the inner world. And, I, and instead of saying, that person is separate from me, uh, this is me working through some of my issues with judgment and, and, and leaning more into uh, the world of acceptance, I learn about myself through other people. So there are times where I'll press a little harder. If I feel like I see something, I'll press on it. And, you know, it might get a heated conversation or something going, but it gives me something to go back to the table with and go, okay, this, this is my experience. And at the same time, I'm putting that person in a position to also learn about acceptance. So um, it works both ways. And, and I, I'm a man, I'm a true believer in you, you, you create by, by um, living the way that you want the world to, to be, the way you see the world, instead of falling into a societal structure or idea or something. I just have a hard time believing that we aren't so much more than we currently give ourselves credit for. I've yeah, it's basically a hard just, time with that. You just kind of hit on the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like what you want to be, what you want to live, who you want to represent yourself as. You know, you could create that, um, especially yeah. if you're not falling into the trap of of being a sheep or you know um, believing that what somebody else is saying or doing is creating your reality. Um, yeah, that translates all over. Like, and I love the concept of the inner and outer world. And this is something that we have talked about a lot to which you say that a lot of individuals in your life or experience are not uh, in tune with that, that, uh, that inner world, or at least don't go there enough to really reflect and understand what it is they're seeing or experiencing. So we've had several discussions. I mean, since this thing has started, we've always been very open uh, with conversation and you've pushed on me and you've pressed on me. And, um, and I try to do, I try to do that to you in a respectful way as well. And uh, I hope that sometimes it doesn't come across as, or misconstrued as again, doubt. Like I, I really am trying to, um, to understand and, and facilitate moments of thought through discovery. I know that. And so all that to say that the last couple of discussions that we've had, they've been a little more, um, 
uh, energized, right? They've been a little <laughs> more emotional. And, uh, and that comes from multiple places. Dude, I'm so, uh, I'm so fucking proud of you. Like the last night we were texting back and forth and uh, I, I know you've seen, you've seen fear on me. We've talked about it. Like you've, you feel it, you've experienced it, right? Um, it is fear. And I don't know if it's fear of the virus, fear of the, I think it's, it's discomfort. Like, you know, what is it? Right. So, but all that to say that, um, I said, your energy has changed over the course of the last several weeks. And, uh, and I said, it's not very welcoming. Yeah. And you said, and this was, this was so, it was so fantastic. You said, um, when I'm dealing with my demons, uh, it can be uncomfortable for others and no growth takes place when it's all just fun and games. And so you took that as an opportunity to say, uh, yeah, maybe it's not welcoming, but I need to do this. What you're feeling is me working on myself. And um, when we have those discussions and you communicate stuff like that to me, then I think back of every discussion that we had where it seemed like we were pushing on each other and I say, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't about me. It was, it was him, you know, conveying, you know, his thoughts or, or his reality or wanting to better understand himself. I can't sit here and learn by myself. You know, I want to know who I am. And that's, you know, if somebody came to you, Paul, and said, you know, who are you? And I want you to answer without a name or a job or things you did or friends. What would you say? Who am I? Man, I mean, I think, goodness gracious. That's hard. It is hard. And and that's a question that I think, especially right now, like everybody should be asking themselves that. What is defining you? It's easy to say, I'm I'm a a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm a a web guy. That's why I always joke about that because – it's not who I am. Can I answer with who I want to be? Is that, I mean, like, or who no? Who are you? That's the question. Not who do you want to be. You're already who you are, but do you know? Like, I don't think enough of us ask ourselves these questions. Right. And the more, I'll let you off the hook, because I know that we'll sit there for a minute. <laughs> but that's okay. Because it'll sit there with me like this light off of this forehead. You see this? Yeah, it'll start shining brighter. <laughs> that's what that's what I am. I'm a beacon of light. Yes, you are. Like, and I've told you many times that you you for me, it's like you represent or symbolize the the little kid in me. And you know, I I look around at the people I'm surrounded with, and they each have their little things that remind me of something that I uh, aspire to get back or that I can improve that I've never had, um, or, and even things about them I don't like about myself. Sure. They're always there as a reminder for me to just kind of keep going, but I have to be in, like when you're working in the internal world, it's about observation. It's not so much about speaking, it's about observing. And so, Sometimes when I press hard, it's because I want to, I want to sit back and then I want to observe how it all unfolds and then I'll press again. And, you know, I look at it like this, the people that are meant to be in your life, they're going to accept you for who you are. 
So there should be never any time where you're just sitting there going, you know, damn, I can't be this way with this person because uh, I need feel like I have to walk on eggshells or whatever. I That keeps you, it, it keeps me from being who I really am. And so the last 45 days through this whole quarantine, I've just been questioning, you know, what is going on and and where are the areas that I feel like I'm I'm laying back because I really want uh, I want to be comfortable around that person or maybe they need to be comfortable around me or whatever. I just have let go of that. And when you say the last 30 to 45 days, your energy has changed. It's become more deliberate. Mm. I'm interested in who I really am. You know, I have my family, I have my friends such as yourself and a few other people. I know like, my comfort level with them, I don't necessarily know uh, how much of me they accept. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for those answers to, to show up. Mm. Well, um, you know, part of that discussion kind of extends into something that we talked about last night, which is fear and, um, and, and how we define it and how it manifests and all that stuff. So, you know, we just talked about discomfort or the hugging situation or whatever it may be. Um, what's interesting is through all of this, like I wouldn't say that I have anxiety or fear associated with loss of revenue. And I've lost a lot. Uh, not knowing what is next. I don't worry about it. Um, I miss the energy that I get of doing something that I love, right? Because you know how much i freaking love doing what I do. Yeah. I miss that, but I don't like, there's no anxiety or, or fears associated with it. Um, I have found that despite not really having a lot of thoughts uh, or fear or anxiety or depression or whatever, I haven't been able to sleep really well at night. And um, I don't know if that's how that anxiety is manifesting or it's just my brain going around and around and around. But we had this discussion last night over fear. And I, and I said, what do you fear? And you said, I don't fear anything. So ex- expound upon that subject. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody comes in here a little differently wired. And so some of us have fear about things. Some of us have anxiety. Some of us have discomfort. Some of us will avoid things. Some of us will try to go under, above, around, rarely through. And when you start, like, getting to know who you are as a person, going back to that question I asked you, once we discover who we are, we start to lose all of those things like that, things that define us. Fear is one of those things that define us, that keep us from doing things that we would want to try or uh, keep us from... from, uh, living life because, you know, hey, we got we to gotta stay in here because, you know, the virus could get me or whatever that situation is. That's what I'm saying. People are wearing their fears on their shoulder right now. Like you can go out anywhere and you can see it. They're wearing a mask, whatever it is. You know, yeah, I get it. There, maybe there's a virus out there. I haven't experienced it. I don't know anybody that has experienced it. But, uh I'm not very precautionary in that way. I, I just really feel like I'm comfortable with who I am. Man, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Whether I'm wearing a mask or not, 
doesn't make a difference. And so I want to do the best I can to just walk through the world and, uh, and, and try to live, try to fix the things inside of me that need to be improved. And you, you know, when you start facing those things, you realize that you, you really can't have any fear. It's all in your mind. And once you become comfortable with who you are and you make friends with those demons or whatever those are, you start to navigate and, and move about the cabin a little bit more freely. Um, Knowing you, that everybody's journey is different and everybody's yeah. process and development cycle and all that stuff uh, varies. Um, people, I know I do. I listen to you talk and I say, how, how do I do that? Like what, what can I be doing right now that will help me um, come through or out of this thing as a better version of myself? What advice would you give to myself or others that are hearing what you say and say, gosh, damn, like I wish I could feel that or believe that. It's, it's easier than you think. The first thing is identifying. It goes back to, to uh, the question, who are you? You know, you, you start identifying you're, you know, people are always out here. They're like, oh man, you're such a great photographer. You're such a great speaker. You're such a great this Web and that. We, we go home with all of that in our head, right? Yes. And then you sit down and it's like, oh, Paul, you're such a great dad. Oh, I know, Melissa, you're such a great mom. And right. And so we continue on our night and then we go to sleep and we get up and we do it all over again. Yeah. But we never really answer the question, who are we? And so when we start to, to, to understand the good things that we bring to the table for others, the things that help other people. We're actually healing and helping ourselves at the same time. But we can't deny the things that we struggle with. And so my, I, I won't say it's advice. I will say what worked for, for me is identifying the things that I struggle with. And that's how you overcome it. You, you don't move it out of the way. Like, for instance, anger. It's an emotion to, to, to sit and think that, you know, I'm going to overcome and I'll never be angry again is silly. To, to make friends with it is reasonable because then you can learn to, to be response-able versus, you know, versus uh, reacting to everything. Mm. It's still anger. For sure. But the reaction if you have a reaction, it means you don't have control of it. You don't have, you're not friends with it. You, you don't know it. You don't understand it. What's well, a huge, if it's a huge part of you and you don't understand it, who are you? For sure. And, and so it really starts with identifying those things within you that need to be fixed. It's easy to sit here and go, Paul, you need to fix these things about yourself. People will tell you that because that's what makes, that's what's going to make them comfortable around you. Mm. So I don't see it working that way. I, I really see it. I'm going to press and I'm going to keep pressing and, and I want more discovery about myself. I want people to tell me what they're experiencing. I, you know, uh, sure. There's times where people will fall off. That's a given, man. We came into this world with that. You don't have to do anything for somebody to fall off the face of the earth out of your life. So why wouldn't you be on that, that road to discovering who you are? The thing that I found that's really interesting is the more that you discover about who you are, the more uncomfortable people get around you. For sure.
because they're like, wait a minute. Uh, he's got to rock the boat. I'm not rocking the boat with you. I'm rocking my boat and I'm looking for answers and I'm wanting to get better. And, you know, because there's, I know there's something in there much more than just this human life, you know, the job, the, the, the talents, the, the, uh, all of those, the connections you have with people. And there's something so much bigger than that. And I want to know what that is. So I would say the single biggest piece of, uh, of information I can offer is really ask yourself who you are and along with all the great things that you know you're capable of, uh, include just as much the things that you struggle with and, and face it because you can't get around it. You can't go under it. You can't go over it and you aren't going anywhere until you go through it. And that's just been my discovery. For sure. Well, you said something, uh, amongst many other things, um, that was really brilliant that I want to unpack because I feel like a lot of folks either you didn't hear it or um, we don't truly accept it. Uh, So you said that when somebody else gives you feedback or tells you something that you should work on um, what that, what they're really saying is if by working on this, you improve, I'll feel more comfortable with my impression of you or being around you. And I have never, ever looked at it that way, being hungry for like growth feedback. And that's an interesting discussion in and of itself, a completely different episode. Uh, People asking for feedback, but not really wanting it, right? Like, dude, I, I have countless of individuals in my life, countless individuals in my life that will say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? So, you know, we feel the need to coddle and blah, blah, blah. And so I do the whole compliment sandwich or whatever. And then I, but I give my thoughts because that's what you ask. And, and I, I'm not great at a lot of things, but I feel like I'm decent at, at giving uh, feedback or making people feel somewhat comfortable with what I'm saying. And man, the people that push back as a result of that, I don't, you know, or they just won't respond. It's like, well, why did you ask me for that feedback? But what right. you just said is a completely different it's like a, it's a huge shift in the feedback model and uh, what you're really looking to get when you ask those questions and what people intend when they give you feedback. Well, when, when you're on a journey to figure out who you are, uh, those are the types of questions you start asking. For sure. You know, yeah, it's it's nice to understand somebody else's perspective, but it's kind of like in the, like in the photography uh, business. I went years in that and, and everybody compliments the work and, and, and I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong, but the most uh, growth promoting times were when somebody came back or pushed back and it wasn't about criticizing parts of my work as much as it was challenging me to discover more depth in what I was doing. Those are, I can, there's a, only a handful of those and everybody else just tells you what they think you want to hear. Yeah. And you know, that's great, but it feels good. It feeds the ego and I want something more than that. Tell so, me about, so I was thinking about this in bed last night after our, our text interaction. Um, 
we talked about uh, the cycle of relationships. And what, what do you call that? The site? What do you? It's basically like the circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about everything you have going on, there is a uh, there's an initiation, there is a separation, and there is always a return. And the return and the initiation are really one and the same thing. Hmm. But you can look at all your relationships and you can see even the things that you do. I'll give you an example of walking. I I shop at Whole Foods in Brookside. So uh, when I need to get groceries, I initiate that, right? And I go down there, I do my thing, and then when I leave, that's the separation. And then the next thing is the return. When I'm ready to do it again, I'll return. And it's the initiation. It's the same thing. That very like thing, if you look in your life, everything you do is on that circle in those three things. Everything. There's a, the cycle with your relationships. You can even break it down to the micro you know, bits and parts of your relationship. And you can see where you initiated an argument or you initiated a conversation Conversation was over. You might return to it later. So you'll initiate it again. And it it boils, it can go as as small as you want it. That cycle, you will find it there. So we have, I don't know how many hundreds of these circles going at one time. But if we know the cycle, what is there to fear? Right. That's the way the cycle works. There's, there's nothing in between there and there's nothing you can add in there. It, that's exactly the way it works. If somebody doesn't like the way that you say something, there's going to be a separation. You get back to it later. Mm-hmm. Be okay with that. It's the people that force that to happen, the return to happen that makes and prolongs the return actually, or the, yeah, the return actually happening. The, sure. It does want to reinitiate again to revisit. You got to let those things sit. So when you look at your life, really, what is there to fear? That's the cycle that we go through in everything we do from our individual actions to our, our um, co-creations even with other people. That's the circle. Yeah. I, I can't find any place where that is not being applied. Well, and, and just to reiterate, to close the door on the fear discussion, I mean, what I really heard you say and what I hope folks are taking away from this is you know, whatever you breathe life into uh, gets additional life, right? It's like CPR. Uh, you want to get out of your head. Uh, and so you're laying in bed and you just want to fall asleep and you just want to, but your brain keeps going. You're like, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop. But you're just breathing life into it. And so as a result, you continue to think about it. So what I heard you say again is um, related to fear. And you said it best in the text message exchange last night. When people can let go of the fact that fear resides in the outside world and, um, and, and by continuously breathing life into it and, and, um, and giving it strength, then that's when it will take over you and will debilitate you and inhibit your growth. Um, but by facing those and going through things, like you said earlier, then uh, we'll come out on the, on the other side as a better person. Um, no question. Related to what you just said and, and uh, the, the cycle of relationships, I, I was thinking about you specifically and um, the energies that we've talked about and um, when people return. We've talked about individuals in your life that have come and gone. 
And uh, you're always so kind. Uh, you know, you've mentioned that there is a handful of people that have um, have remained. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Relevant um, or active in your yeah, they, they're in my inner circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and not to say that that uh, I nor the others will leave that inner circle and potentially reintegrate uh, or return. But I was thinking about you, and you are so convincing in your reality, which everybody should. You're so convincing in your reality that it could be intimidating for some. It could be uncomfortable. And that's not something that you have to own, obviously, because it's not about them. It's about you, right? But my question to you is, how many folks do you have on in your life or remain in your life um, that have and will continue to push on you? To push on me. Yeah. To challenge okay. um, your, your, your perspective, your line of thinking. Or, and challenges might, might not even be the right word, but, but uh, present uh, opportunities for self-discovery and ask questions. Biggest ones are my kids. Okay. Yeah. So all three of them. I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you've met my best friend. Yeah. He's been my best friend since I was seven years old. Uh, although he doesn't come right out and push on me, he gets me to think. He's, he, he thinks uh, about things, and he thinks things through, and then he poses the question to me, and it's always in a manner that makes me think about who I am and what I'm doing, and am I making the right decisions, and you know, uh, does it benefit other people? Am I only benefiting myself? Um, those types of things like that. And so there's him. He's been doing that since we were little kids. And that's why I love him because it's, it, you know, there have been times in my life where bad decisions were on the horizon immediately. And he was there to say, you know, you got to think this through and be able to give me the logical reasons why that makes that, that it makes sense because I approach things with no fear. It didn't bother me even when I was a kid to just, I don't know, an example is just jumping on a bus and going across town, you know, at eight years old. It didn't dawn on me that I need to be within three houses of my house. I wasn't thinking that way. So I would call him and, you know, he's the one that took a lot of convincing. Come on, man, let's go do this. You know, it took months, if I remember right, to make that happen. But once we did it, he wanted to do it all the time. So we found comfort in that and then bad decisions, you know, a long <laughs> way inside of there. He was like, no, we're not going that far. This is fun. We can do this, but yeah, you need to think about this stuff. So, I mean, there's him, there's you that reminds me of that curious kid, you know, that, that, you know, and to some degree when you've gone through like a career and all of these things like that, you tend to lose those things. And so when I, see that in you for me it's like it, it's it gives me not hope because hope i don't feel like is a very good word it's like i i don't have it mm. and so i'm looking for it and i want aspiration it. maybe it, yeah it's like i want to rediscover that mm. self uh, that inside of me because i think it's funny that's you know when i see some of the things you say and do and and you know the the love that you spread and the humor that you have 
it's like I aspire to, to rediscover that. There's little bits and pieces of that about me that I let out, but only to the people that are really close to me. If you're outside of that circle, it's like, what, what, is, what is this dude about, right? Right. So I, I, have, I have several. I want to hear how it manifests in your kids. What's that? Be how specific. Do they, how do they push on you? God. <laughs> okay. Nobody gives you a, a nobody gives you a, a a manual to be a parent. You know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a uh, a thing that worked for them. And there's books about you know if you if you got this kind of kid, you need to act this kind of way and. You know, they have really taught me to just open my eyes. Uh, I think, and I and I can pinpoint the number one thing that those kids have taught me, uh, and that word is compassion. Because prior to having kids, I honestly I really lacked compassion, and there are times where I still have that kind of feeling about me. But anytime they're involved in something, or I think about you know, or I'm. I see somebody else that maybe they're, they're hurting or they, they truly are in need. I feel that, you know, I feel that compassion arise, come out of me. It's already there. It's just, they have taught me how to have that and be comfortable with it. It's, you know, cause that can be something that for a man is hard to, to, to show. And, um, so among a lot of other things, I would have to say, but that one is the number one uh, thing. You know, oh, yeah, well, and the, the other one, you know, is, is the whole judging thing. Yeah. You know, uh, they're very much not interested in, in judging other people. And the times that I have done it where they've been kind of, you know, nearby or whatever, it didn't fall on deaf ears. I mean, they it didn't matter. They would correct me even at a very young age. That's not very nice. So that was innate to them. That's something that they always had. Yeah, they have that. So, you know, I really feel like when you become a parent, it's almost like, man, you don't have any answers. You really don't. I didn't. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts that children are really here in my eyes. They're here for us to move out of our own way and start to see the world as a child sees it. I think that's a lot of why I'm inspired by, you know, your overall demeanor is because it keeps that going. It keeps me, it keeps me thinking about accomplishing that, bringing more of that out of myself. And, um, and those kids really, they, they started that, deal way early on. And, you know, for those that have not listened to previous podcasts, you know, I raised those kids on my own, uh, for, for 20 some year, 20, I'm still raising them. They're not home. They haven't been at home for four years. They're self-sufficient on their own. They're making their own decisions. I'm proud of them for experiencing life, you know, and, and tackling decisions, some of them being hard and doing it and, and saying, you know, dad, if we need your help, we'll come to you and we'll ask for it. But let us, let us figure this out. Let us fall on our face. Let us make good decisions. And, you know, so I know I did something right, but you know, they're, they were definitely here more to teach me about, uh, being a little more sensitive to people's 
feelings and people, you know, because prior to having them, I didn't have that. Right. Well, listen, man, I feel like, um, you know, no one is better than the other, but uh, this has been one of the most fascinating discussions that we've had. Um, You've done an excellent job of uh, facilitating thought and uh, articulating your own. Um, As we wrap up, you had mentioned earlier, as we progress into this new world, so the old world versus the new world, uh, tell us a little bit about your thought of uh, what life on the other side of Corona will look like. Well, it's definitely not going to be the same, you know, and I think that uh, if you look at us as a whole, human species around the globe, if you believe that the globe is round or flat, it doesn't really matter, right? But all around the world, we're being reset as a human race, back to our original operating system, if you will. Things reduced, probably reduced is a bad word, but reduced to the things that matter. And if you're sitting there and you are going crazy, I'd be it'd be hard for me to believe that you placed a lot of value in, in the things that really matter to begin with. And that's why you're sitting there. And if you were working and you always knew what mattered, then you're sitting there and you're enjoying this and, and you're reconnecting and you're looking over at the person you're with and going, man, I have ignored her for however many years, you know, I forgot that you, said these things and those were little things that you did and so you're seeing those things like that so the point is we're all being reset for us to go back to what uh normal was it's going to be uh i don't see that i don't see that i i really do see like a changing of the guard i'm not a i'm not a political person i look at human behavior i i see what I feel like is between the lines rather than what is being told to me uh, or trying to convince me of something. Cause everything that comes at you is, is presented in a way that um, is somewhat convincing and you will bite on it if you aren't careful. And, you know, for me, the, the, I've been telling my kids about this, for over a decade, that things are going to change. It's, and I, I'm not a seer. Okay. Look, look, just, that's not, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a, I'm not any of that stuff like that. I just have felt like the world is on the, the, the cusp of a massive change. And so we're working through that right now. And as you see, I remember calling you and telling you some of my thoughts, you know, back in early March and, I really felt like this is it. Like this is, this is where it all goes down. And, you know, I look at the outer world, uh, being it based fully on symbolism for me. So yeah, there might be a virus out there. I'm not going to discount that because people have different belief systems. But when I walk around and I see people more and more, they're wearing these masks it's like they're, we're all prepping for this unveiling and the dropping of the masks. We're, we're about to find out what's really been going on. And I don't mean in a, in, in, a, in a negative manner. I mean that the power and everything is, is 
being given back to us. What Our do we want to believe that or not? be revealed by dropping the masks. I get the symbolism. Yeah. And so I, that's how I see the world. And it's all symbolism. And so here in not too distant future, um, if you haven't already seen that things are changing like massively, if you haven't seen it by now, you're, you're going to see it. And, and the truth can never be told in the moment. You have to be able to get far enough down the road and look back and go, damn. And that's what we're going through. We're entering a brand new world. It's in my eyes, it's positive. It's in my eyes, it's everything that we uh, have always thought that the world should be like. And I'm going to maintain that. I could get into all kinds of crazy details about all of that, but you know, to the point of creating your own reality, um, you're in my reality. You can tell me that I'm in yours. I don't know what that's like. I only know from my perspective and how we uh, share information and, and how we go back and forth together. But at the end of the day, it's still, it's in my reality. So I'm working to just make that, those thoughts uh, live there. So that's what shows up in the outer world because there is nothing, there isn't anything that you could tell me that wasn't created from a thought first or imagination. All of it was. And so if we're not starting there at that point, where are we starting and are we even doing it at all? Hmm. So as I work to keep discovering more about myself, the more important the imagination comes into play, which is, you know, if you think about being as a child, that's all a child has. You can watch a child sit and play for hours and they are really the superhero they're telling you they are. Mm. And, you know, we've just lost that along the way. And we're all trying to get back to that and have that imagination so that, you know, whatever it is that you can dream up, it, it is very possible. For sure. Nothing that's imp- Nothing. Well, listen, man, uh, you are, uh, again, just to reiterate, a fascinating individual, just to kind of recap everything that you just said and the acronym of fun. I think to really maximize one's reality, uh, whatever you want to feel, however you want to experience it, it starts with uh, identifying your own personal foundation, your belief system, and identifying where your gaps are and that self-reflection that you talked about and um, leveraging this time right now to look around you and identify what's important and appreciate the things that you have. Uh, then obviously the you understanding others perspective, something that you just did an effective job of doing that we all have uh, a different vantage point of, of where we hail from and what we're experiencing. So by being genuinely curious and childlike and asking questions and, and learning what others are seeing and what their reality looks like, then maybe just maybe yours will be expanded uh, and then ultimately, the next steps will take care of themselves. You know, by doing those two things, you will you will identify a roadmap. Uh, you will identify exactly what the new world will look like to you. And it just it it constantly boils down to being present and an observer. Something that you do very very well. So thank you very much, Larry, for being on the Fundamism Podcast. Um, we'll have Larry back. He's one of our uh, one of our uh, favorite guests, obviously. Uh, so we, uh, wish you guys all a wonderful day. Go create some fun in your life and in the lives of others. 
Uh, be safe, smile often, have fun. We'll catch you on the flip side. Deuces! <laughs>